Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. Please welcome back to the show Mr. Bud Abbott and Lou Costello as we continue our Christmas presentation for the month of December with Christmas Spectacular. I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode starring Miss Judy Garland and Miss Margaret O'Brien. But tonight we bring back Obit and Costello to the program. In this first episode, Bud is trying to help his friend and roommate Costello find a Christmas present for his girlfriend. They're shopping all through town and finally find a perfect gift for her. A fat loosing machine. It completely melts the fat away. But unfortunately, Bud Abbott has his friend Costello try it out, and it does not turn out very well for Lou. And in the second episode, Bud Abbott and Lou are throwing a Christmas party for their closest friends and family and also guys please welcome two famous singers to the show as well performing all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth Mr. Spike Jones and Performing I'm Getting Nothing for Christmas, Miss Shirley Temple. Please stay tuned after the program to hear those songs. And once again, guys, if you like the show, please comment and subscribe. I want to thank everybody who has listened and subscribed to my podcast. I really do appreciate it. And once again, guys, enjoy the show. Thanks. program brought to you by Camel, the cigarette that's first in the service according to actual sales records. See if your throat and your taste don't make Camel a first with you, too. Find out for yourself. Listen to the great rhythms of Freddie Rich and his orchestra, the swingy singing of Connie Haynes. And that great statesman from the Dumbarton Oaks Conference who said, Costello, Costello, come here a minute. Come here, will you please? What's all the excitement about? Uh, what are you so happy about? Oh, look at it. What? I just got a letter from my cousin, Corporal Hugo Costello. Yeah? He's away over in Africa, and he says all the soldiers in his company are going to have a white Christmas. Why, you dummy, it's very hot in Africa. How, how could the soldiers have a white Christmas? Their cook is going to bleach the beans. The, uh... <laughs> Costello, it's about time you were thinking of Christmas. Do you realize there are only eight shopping days left? You know, I just bought... I just bought a hundred Christmas seals. A hundred Christmas seals? Sure. For goodness sakes, how are you going to feed them? I, 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 
Look, Costello, are you going to make much out of Christmas this year? Am I what? Are you going to make much out of Christmas this year? I can't tell until I sell the presents I get. I... <laughs> sell your presents? Oh, sure, Rabbit, sure. What are you talking about? I even sold that electric bed warmer you gave me last year. That was no good. A- electric bed warmer? That was an electric toaster. An electric toaster? Certainly. No wonder it kept turning me over and throwing me out of bed. <laughs> well, well, Costello, I hope you're getting a present from my wife, Betty, this year. You know... And I'll give you a little tip. Go ahead. Uh, what she really needs is a new girdle. A what? Uh, a, a girdle. Don't you know what a girdle is? Oh, sure. A girdle, it's, it's, it's one of those... Well, um, what is it? you got to have it when you... Yes, yes. What if is you it? don't, you're, you're sort of got yes, to... Um, that I know. Come on. you got to... Uh, well, what is it? It's one of those things that keeps an unhappy situation from spreading. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, uh, what about your own family, Costello? What are you going to give your kid brother, Sebastian? Oh, him? Nothing. What do you mean? I gave him something last year. He didn't like it. Then what did you give him? The measles. <laughs> And did he use a rash word? Oh, talk sense, please. Listen, this year, Abbott, you know what I'm going to do? No, I don't know. I'm going to spend all my money on that beautiful girl who lives next door to me. Ruby Pool Cue. <laughs> Wait a minute. Ruby Pool Cue? She's beautiful. Why, she isn't beautiful. She is. She's got the worst complexion I ever saw. Well, she can't help that, Abbott. I mean, she got her face caught in a waffle iron. Now she has to pour her makeup on with a syrup pitcher. <laughs> Look, uh, what are you going to buy for Ruby? I'm going to buy her a piano. Uh, a piano? What kind of a piano? Maple, walnut, or cherry? Well, I'm going to get her one of those kind... What kind? What did you say? I said maple, walnut, or cherry. Maple, walnut... Do you realize what you just said? Uh, well, what's wrong? Shame on no, wait a wait a minute. Shame on Barnabas! Well, wait a minute. What you said? Now, take it easy, take it easy. In front of Ken Niles, <laughs> our announcer. No. Shame on Barnabas! Now, wait a minute, Lou. Oh, uh... All I said was maple, walnut, or cherry. There you go again. I'm glad I found you out, Abbott. What do you mean? Now, what do you mean? You're a spy from the Jell-O program. Uh, now, please, please. A maple, a walnut, or cherry. Now, look, 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 wait a minute, look. I, I simply asked you the kind of wood. Oh, wood? Yes. What I know about, about the wood? What do you think I am, a woodpecker? No, certainly you not. You think I go around tasting pianos? Did I ask you that? You think every time I see a piano, I bite it to see what flavor it is? Look, Costello, they, they make pianos out of different kinds of wood. My mother-in-law's piano is maple, so she has a genuine bird's eye. I know that. And she's got an eagle beak to go with it. Hello. <laughs> now, never mind my mother-in-law. Now, you've got a lot of nerve spending your money on Ruby, a girl you hardly know. You never thought to ask me if I needed money for my Christmas shopping. Do you need money, Abbott? Oh, well, now, <laughs> no. Now that you brought it up... Uh, now that I brought it up! Uh, well, yes, you, you... Didn't you just ask me if I needed money? Ladies and gentlemen, you have just seen what loose talk can do when it reaches the enemy's ears. Now, uh, uh, wait a slip of the lip can sink a ship. Now, wait... And I have just been scuttled myself. Now, look, look, look. <laughs> look, Costello, all I need is $50. $50? Uh, yes. Now, look, if you lend me $50, uh, what security would you want? Padlock, a pair of handcuffs, and a watchdog. No, no. And put your mama in a dungeon for security. Now, look. look. With your father. Well, now, listen. The only security I can give you is the word of an honest man. Okay, bring him around. I'll see what I can do for you. Now, look, Costello. You and I are pals. And to show you how much I like you, I'm going to let you lend me the $50. But, Abbott, all I got in my Christmas piggy bank is $40. Well, all right. Give me the $40 and you can owe me the $10. Okay, here's the $40. Okay. Now I owe you $10. That's right. 
Who owes who cash? Now, now, wait a minute. Just a minute. Wait. How much did I ask you for? You asked me for $50. And how much did you give me? I gave you all I had, $40. So you owe me $10. Well, that's right. Well, why are you? Who's kicking? I all mean, right. after all. All right, let it go with that. All right. You owe me $40. Estella, I don't like the way you're hedging on me. And I don't like the way you're clipping my head. Ah, oh, come on, please. Take it easy. Give me back my $40. Oh, okay, okay, if that's the way you feel. I don't want to do business with a man like you. Here's your $40. Oh, that's more like it. Uh, now, give me the 10 you owe me. Okay, here's the 10. All right. I'm paying you on account. On account. On account. I don't know how come I owe it to you. <laughs> Believe me, this is the last time I'll ever ask you for the loan of $50, Costello. Abbott, look. No, please. never mind. How can I lend you $50 now? Uh, I only had $40 to start with. Oh. Now I only got $30. Uh, well, okay, if it'll make you happy, I'll do you a favor. Give me the $30 and you can owe me 20 This is getting worse all the time. Now, wait a minute. Now, what's the matter? First I owed you 10 now I owe you 20 What kind of racket is that? <laughs> well, why do you let yourself run into debt? I didn't run into it. You pushed me. <laughs> Abbott, did you ever hear the story of the 40 Thieves? Well, yes. What became of the other 39? Uh, <laughs> Stella, I do the guy that says, open... Says to me. Now listen, I, I'm surprised that you. I had lived that. It's not good. Stella, I I'm surprised. In. Please. Why I'm I, I'm just like Santa Claus. You're better than Santa Claus. You bet I am. You can give me a sleigh ride without any reindeer. Oh please. You know it's never very easy to get serious after an hilarious to do with Bud and Lou. But your choice of a cigarette is so important to your throat and your taste that I want to take this moment to urge you to try camels on your T-Zone. That's T for throat and T for taste. See how your throat reacts to camels' cool mildness. See how your taste enjoys the rich, full flavor of camels' magnificent blend of costlier tobaccos. You may find that your throat and your taste, your T-Zone, proclaim camel your own personal cigarette. C-A-M-E-L-S Camels, the cigarette of costlier tobaccos. Here's lovely Connie Haynes with her Christmas shopper special. So grab your bundles, everybody, and let's all take a ride on the truck. With my high starch collar and my high top shoes And my hair piled high upon my head I went to lose a jolly hour upon the trolley And lost my heart instead With his light brown derby and his bright green tie He was quite the handsomest of men I started to yen, so I counted to ten Then I counted to ten again went the trolley, ding, 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 went the bell, zing, 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 went my heart string, for the moment I saw him I fell, chug, 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 went the motor, bump, 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 went the brake, thump, 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 went my heart string, when he smiled, I could feel the car shake. He tipped his hat and took a seat. He said he hoped he hadn't stepped upon my feet. He asked my name. I held my breath. I couldn't speak because he scared me half to death. Buzz, 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 went the buzzer. Flop, 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 went the wheel. Stop, 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 went my heart string. 
As he started to leave, I took hold of his sleeve with my hand. And as if it were planned, he stayed on with me. And it was grand just to stand with his hand holding Costello, come on, let's go downtown to our Christmas shopping. Here comes the streetcar. A clang, clang, clang with the trolley. Right. A ding, a ding, a ding with the bell. Costello, come here. You want to get hit? Get out of that. Come over here. Stand here in the safety zone. In the what? In the safety zone. Don't you know why those safety zones are here? Sure. If you get hit inside the white lines, it don't count. Oh. <laughs> Be quiet, please. Uh, here's the trolley now. Hey, Abbott. What? Look at the crowd on that streetcar. Never mind. Go on. Shove your way in. Oh, young man, you can't squeeze in here. Okay, babe, let's wait till we get off. <laughs> you got your one line, get your dough, and get... <laughs> hey, you fat boy, come on, drop your fare in a box. Now, here's the fare conductor, and give us two transfers. You won't need transfers. No? Then how are we going to ride on the next car without a transfer? Just tell the next conductor that awful sent you. <laughs> That guy's off his trolley. Oh, come on, Costello. Let's step back in the car and find a seat. I, hey, uh, look, look, look out for that man with that umbrella. Oh, my goodness, what happened? Somebody just took my seat. I... Say, you little short, fat man, can't you reach that strap? I think so. Then would you mind letting go of my garter? <laughs> I shouldn't let these tall people on streetcars. You shouldn't bring me on these crowded streetcars, Abbott. My Uncle Artie Stebbins got his eye hurt in this crowded streetcar. Got his eye hurt? Yep. He had his eye on a seat, and the fat lady came along and sat on it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, look, look, stop this nonsense. Here, here, the car's stopping. Here, let's get off. We're far enough downtown anyway. Okay, come on, get off, get off, get off, get okay, off. Hey, don't push, don't push. I'm don't not pushing, get off. Hey, Abbott, what? There's a pet shop. I think I'll go in and get my mother a squirrel for Christmas. She needs a squirrel to help her do housework. Oh, how could a squirrel help her with the housework? Well, she can tie his tail up and let him run between the Venetian blinds. <laughs> uh, don't be silly. Let's go in here to Bingle's department store. Hey, Abbott, Abbott. What? Look who's standing there with a carnation in his buttonhole. Hey, it's your kid brother, Sebastian. Come here, Sebastian. What are you doing in Bingle's department store? I'm a handyman, Uncle Bud, and today I'm working as a floor walker. How can you be a floor walker? You're too little. Well, they need a little guy like me. You see, when the people block up the aisles, I bite them on the leg and keep moving. Costello, your kid brother has no business in this store. He should be in school. I ain't going to go to school no more, Uncle Bud. School is nothing but a racket. School is a racket? Yep. The kids do all the work and the teachers get paid for it. Anyway, I had a fight with my teacher. A fight? Yeah, this morning I held up my hand and the, and, and the teacher said, Sebastian, do you want to leave the room? And? What did you say? I said, you don't think I'm standing here hitchhiking, do you? Now, look. <laughs> Sebastian... She let me go! All right, all right. I can imagine. Listen, Sebastian. Now, if you don't go back to school, I'm not going to give you this beautiful animal picture book for Christmas. Oh, now. but let me see no. the animals. Oh, isn't that a pretty nice yeah. book? Isn't it pretty? What's the name of this animal over here, Uncle Bud? Oh, you should know the name of that animal, Sebastian. Just look at that graceful body. The slim legs and the long antlers. And... I, I don't seem to recognize it. Oh, come, Sebastian. You know this animal's name. Here, I'll make it easy for you. Uh, what does your mother call your father? 
Don't tell me that's a louse. Hey, look. <laughs> hey, Abbott, I gotta beat it. Here comes the manager. Hiya, Lorenzo Grandi. As a manager, I'm dandy. Ketzel, don't tell me you're the manager of Bingle's department store. That I am, that I am, my little man. I'm in full charge of the dry goods department. How about sundries? Sundries is my day off. My off. <laughs> well, gentlemen, what can I do for you? Here I got some delicious pajamas for only $30. $30 for pajamas? Yeah. Look, Kitzel, mm-hmm. here's $15. Just give me the top half. Huh? I'll send it to my Uncle Mike Burrell in Patterson. Oh, Costello, you can't send just the tops of the pajamas. Oh, sure I can. I'll put a card in it that says... Merry Christmas from the waist up. <laughs> Look, Costello, you've only got $40. And remember, you wanted to buy an easy chair for your father. Woohoo! And I've got just the easy chair you're looking at. That's a genuine mohair. The seat is covered with mohair, the back is covered with mohair, and it's got a footstool also covered with mohair. Everything is covered with mohair. Uh-huh, yeah. I'll bet Mo hasn't got a hair left in his head. <laughs> <laughs> Mo hasn't got a hair. That's a slick one. <laughs> so is Moe's head. <laughs> Look, Costello, how about that piano you wanted to buy for your girlfriend, Ruby? Oh, now you're talking my language. You know, I'm the head fish in the piano department. The head fish? Yeah, I'm a piano tuner. Don't oh, you? All right, all right. Don't worry. You know, today I got a special on a slightly used player piano with three dozen piano rolls. Oh, I bought a bunch of those, those music rolls last week. And I papered my bedroom walls with them. And boy, were they noisy. Noisy? Yeah, every time I sneezed, the walls played, Milkman, keep those bottles quiet! Headlines on front pages, cartoons in the magazines, photographs in the picture publications, all saying the same thing, cigarette shortage. Well, no need to tell you how many cigarettes are going overseas and how much more the people on the home front are smoking these days. And so it's inescapable that sometimes your dealer has to say, no camels today. But remember this. Paste it in your hat and write it in your notebook. Camels' rich, full flavor and cool mildness make them worth asking for the very next time you buy cigarettes. War or peace, camel is still camel. C-A-M-E-L-S Camels, the cigarette of costlier tobaccos. While Abbott and Costello are shopping for an old-fashioned Christmas, Freddie Rich plays an old-fashioned song, Whispering.
Costello, please, do you realize we've been walking around the store for over three hours and you haven't bought a thing? I can't help it. I can't find a piano I like, and I don't know what else to give my girl. Well, uh, why don't you buy Miss uh, Poolcue a diamond ring and get I it I can't, I can't. I bought her a beautiful diamond ring last year. It was a beautiful 12-carat stone. Yeah. What a sparkler. It scares me every time she wears it. Are you afraid she'll lose it? No, but if she ever drops it, she'll have seven years' bad luck. I... <laughs> Look, don't be silly, Costello. Say, have you noticed how bright and, and, and happy and cheerful oh, all the shoppers Rabbit, are? They, they should be. Have, have you noticed oh, all that? Oh, swell. Look at that gaiety. Yeah. They're all full of the spirit of Mule Tide. Yeah, the Mule Tide is all... Mule Tide! Mule Tide? Mule Tide. You mean Yule Tide. I'll but... Tide what? No, no, no. But speaking, speaking of mules, he... hey, here's the shoe department. Now, that gives me a very, very bright idea. Why don't you buy your girlfriend a pair of mules? A pair of what? What do you say to a pair of mules? I say, whoa, or get out. <laughs> I mean, if he's stubborn, I whip him. Costello, look, yeah. I'm talking about I a pair... I get a jockey like Bailey, I put him on and whip him good. All right, look at him, Will you listen to me, please? I'm talking about a pair of bedroom mules. Oh, what? Bedroom mules. Bedroom mules? Yes. My wife has all kinds of mules in her bedroom. Red mules, green mules, she even has a pair of checkered mules. Abbott, did you see all these different colored mules with your own eyes? Why, certainly I... Well, why not? I see them every night. In fact, I saw them this morning. All the colored mules? Every one of them. Let me smell your breath. There you are. I'll behave. Look, you dummy. Doesn't your mother have mules in her bedroom? No, my father's very particular. <laughs> when your mother gets up in the morning, what does she put on her feet? Corn plaster. That's the... Oh, no, no, no. Please, please, no. She must have some kind of mules. Look, there are two kinds of mules. Silk and felt. Felt? Yes, yes. Yes. Hasn't your mother felt mules? No, sir. She never touches any kind of animal. Oh, come, come. Especially when she's cooking. No, no, look, look. look. Forget, forget about the animals, please. Look, every woman likes mules. My wife uses a pair of mules to go around the house in. What's the matter? Is she too lazy to walk? No, no. Look, when she gets up in the morning, she always slips on her mule. It's her own fault. Why don't she keep them out in the backyard? Hey, listen. My wife needs her mules to keep her feet warm. You mean you all sleep in the same bed? Sleep in the same bed? My wife keeps her mules under the bed. For goodness sakes, don't the Board of Health complain? Oh, look, let's get the whole thing. Here I am trying to help you with your Christmas shopping, and what do I get? A lot of idiotic talk. Is there anything I can do for you? We carry a full line of cosmetics. Rouge, powder, lipstick, face cream, and cleansing tissue. Cleansing what? Tissue. Tissue. Well, it seems kind of tilly, but if you want to tiss me, go ahead. <laughs> you tiss me and I'll Costello, this lady is trying to help you. Uh, yeah. Now I'll... you stop talking like that. No, 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 no. She's no. trying to help you. That's what she's trying. Yes, yeah. No, no, she's trying to Costello, look, let me handle this, please. Uh, look, madam, my friend here is a little confused. He doesn't know what to get his girl for Christmas. Oh, well, maybe I can help. I wish you would, please. Yeah. What kind of a complexion does your girlfriend have? Is she fair, dark, or medium? She's speckled. Speckled? Do you mean she has a complexion of an olive? Yes, ma'am. Pits and all. Well, from your description of the girl, I imagine she could use one of our facial kits. One of your what? Uh, the lady wants to sell you a kit. What I want to buy a kit for? I'm going to get married and have kits of my own. Oh, no, 
cotton biscuits. <laughs> kiss you. Get the kisser on. Never mind, quiet. Never mind. No remarks, Costello, Are please. You silly, silly boy. You tickle me. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> you tickle me first. No, 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 no. You kiss her. I will not. Please. Please. Where did I leave off? Costello, look, if you don't buy something pretty soon, I'm going to walk out and leave you. Oh, now, just a moment, boys. Now, how about something... <laughs> I found it! Go ahead! Yes? What were you saying? I don't want you to get away now. How about something for the young lady's hair? Does she have a snood? Certainly she's got a snood. Yeah? Well, is it a long snood that hangs down her back? No! It's a short snood that turns up at the end. <laughs> she's a very snooty dame. Costello, the lady is talking about your girlfriend's hairdo. <laughs> yeah. What's your girlfriend's hairdo? What's her hairdo? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. It comes out when she combs it. <laughs> no. Costello, we're trying to find out how does she, how does she do, what does she do with her hair? Does she uh, pile it on top of her head or does she drop it down her neck? She just hangs it in a cloth. No, no. You dummy, some... Some women, look, some women wear buns in their hair and some have rats. Rats? Yes, yes. My mother had a rat in her hair for years. That's no way to talk about your father. Uh, look, Costello, does Miss Poolcue wear her hair off her face? No, it takes too long to wear it off. She has to pull it out with a tweezers. Costello, that's no way to talk about your girlfriend. That's slander. Slander? Yes. Don't you know what slander is? Sure. Slander. Yes. That's tall and skinny. And that has nothing to do with my girl. She's short and fat like me. Only I'm prettier than she is. Say, you say your girl is short and fat. Yes, I've got just the Christmas present for her. Our special weight-reducing machine called the Melt Your Belt Away Fat Cabinet. There it is, standing right there. Costello, that sounds good. How much does your girl weigh? 240 pounds with her girdle on. Well, how much does she weigh with it off? I don't know. She's never been able to get it off. <laughs> Now, that's no, no, fair no. enough. That's fair enough. I Go don't on. Think I want to get in Go there. I get in the machine. Abbott, yeah, I said I don't want to get in there. We'll find out if it works. I won't get in there. Go there. on, get in there. Get in there. I'll there you are. Now, that's a good boy. Now, we'll turn on the machine, and you'll see how it melts the fat away in no Costello, Costello, where are you? Speak to me. Costello, where are you? I'm right here, Abbott. But all I see is a little puddle of water. Well, don't step in it. It's me. <laughs> Abbott and Costello will be back in just a moment. Thanks to the Yanks of the Week, tonight we salute Sergeant Benjamin F. Lambeth of Ashboro, North Carolina awarded the Silver Star for his gallantry in action in Italy. In one mission, he is credited with killing 25 Nazis, wounding five more, and scattering the rest in confusion. In your honor, Sergeant Lambeth, the makers of camels are sending to our fighters overseas 400,000 camel cigarettes. Each of the three camel radio shows honors the Yank of the Week by sending free 400,000 camel cigarettes overseas, a total of more than a million camels sent free each week. In this country, the camel caravans, traveling from camp to camp, 
have thanked audiences of more than four million Yanks with free shows and free camels. Camel broadcasts go out to the United States three times a week, a rebroadcast to our men overseas and to South America. Listen tomorrow to Jimmy Durante and Gary Moore, Monday to Bob Hawk in Thanks to the Yanks, and next Thursday to Abbott and Costello. And now, here are Bud and Lou with the final word. Well, Costello, you bought presents for everybody. I hope you're very, very happy. Abbott, I could be a lot happier. Oh, if I was only a nurse. I, huh? A nurse? That's right. What would you do if you were a nurse? You know, Abbott, I read in a paper today that there's an urgent need for more Army nurses. Oh, yes, yes, I know about that. And do you know, Lou, that any nurse who enters the Army Nurse Corps now will enter with the rank of second lieutenant, and there is ample opportunity for advancement. You know, I hope that all the nurses that are listening in tonight will join the Army Nurse Corps and give their country the best Christmas present of all. Yes, girls, write immediately to the Surgeon General, United States Army, Washington, D.C., or call at your nearest Red Cross chapter. Good night, folks. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. And I hope Commander Holsel feels much better. Good night to everybody in Patterson. Be sure to tune in next week for another great Abbott and Costello show. And remember, try camels on your throat and your taste. See for yourself how camel's mildness, coolness, and flavor click with you. Here's a Christmas gift that will bring the man who gets it a lot of pleasure long after Christmas is over. A generous pound or half-pound package of Prince Albert's smoking tobacco with the bright holiday band. Every time he packs and lights his favorite pipe with this favorite tobacco, he will think of your thoughtfulness. His taste will thank you for the full, rich, yet mild flavor. His tongue will thank you for Prince Albert's gentleness due to the no-bite treatment. Another thing men like about Prince Albert is the crimp cut, which guarantees perfect packing, smooth drawing, and even burning right down to the last puff. You really make a pipe smoker's Christmas merry when you give him Prince Albert tobacco. The Abbott and Costello Show for Camel Cigarettes will be back at this very same time next week. Don't miss it. This is Ken Niles in Hollywood wishing you all a pleasant good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company. The Abbott and Costello program, starring Bud Abbott and Lou Costello, brought to you by Camel, the cigarette of costlier, properly aged tobaccos. The Abbott and Costello program, with the modern rhythm of Will Osborne's orchestra, Iris Adrian, our singing star Connie Haynes, and spotlighting that chunky, chubby little cherub, who, when caught asking a neighbor lady to take her shoes off, because his uncle Artie Stebbins said she had crow's feet, calmly said, I'm a bad boy!
Fellas. Where have you been? Why weren't you here fixing up the house for the party tonight? Oh, hey, I had to get down to jail to get my landlady out. You know, Mrs. Satchel Puss? Yeah. I had to get her out on bail. What do you she mean? She got arrested for shoplifting. They finally caught her. Uh, I thought she mm-hmm. was too smart to get caught. Well, she made a mistake. She stole an alarm clock and hid it in her bustle. Well, how, how did they catch her? Her bustle went off at a quarter of eight. <laughs> well, never mind your landlady. Never mind your landlady. Did you send out the invitations for the party? Oh, yeah. I got them right here. Look what it says. What is it? Luke Costello invites you to a Christmas party to be held at his home. B-A-P-O-B. B-A-P-O-B. Yep, yep. You mean R-S-V-P. Oh, no. I mean B-A-P-O-B. Bring a pound of butter. (laughs) Oh, boy. What a party I'm going to have. My Aunt May will bring her cranberry sauce. That's her specialty. Aunt Catherine will bring her plum pudding. That's her specialty. And Aunt Eva will bring her 14 children. That's, uh, that's a nice family. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Never mind your relatives. Look, forget about your relatives for a minute, Lou. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you remember to get souvenirs for everybody? Oh, souvenirs. Yes. Yeah, I'm having favors for the girls. At 12 o'clock, I'm going to turn the lights off. Oh, yeah. Any favors for the men? What do you call turning the lights off? Uh, look, uh, Stella. Who did you invite besides your relatives? Oh, a lot of movie stars. And I invited Lana Turner. And she kissed me. And I turn to kiss you. The smoke isn't coming out of my ears for nothing. <laughs> How about the tree? Uh, did you get a tree? <laughs> did you get a tree? Oh, did I get a tree? Yes. I got the biggest Christmas tree you ever right. saw. Well. I just got through putting it in the living room. You did? What a tree! It's six feet higher than the ceiling. Well, it's a shame to have to cut the top off. That's the way I felt about it, too. Sure, sure. So I cut a hole in the ceiling. I have... You cut a hole in the ceiling of our, our living room? Yeah, this will be the first Christmas we ever had a tree in our bathroom. <laughs> what kind of a tree did you get? Is it a fur? Oh, yes, it's one of those... What did you say? I said, did you get a fur? No, I got a tree. Uh, oh, stop this silliness. I, I, I want to see your fur. See my fur? Certainly. What am I, a silver fox? No, 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 no dummy. I'm not talking about uh, fur, F-U-R. The fur, the fur, I mean, has an eye in it. Oh, the fur has an eye in it? Yes. Just one eye? Uh, certainly, there's just why. one eye in fur. Must be I, J. Fox. No, 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 look. I'm... I'm... Stand still when I'm talking to you. Yes, sir. I'm talking about a fur tree. Mm-hmm. Now, will you quit talking about the fur with you in it? You doesn't belong in the kind of fur I'm talking about. I doesn't belong in that kind of fur? Oh, yes, I belongs in it, but uh, you doesn't. Well, why should you belong in fur if I doesn't? I happen to look better in fur than you do. I'm prettier than you. I'm cuter than you. about trees. 
Who don't? You don't. I do. I make my own trees. Did you see them yourself? Did I see them? <laughs> yes, yes, I asked you. Did you see your own trees? Yes, I seed them every day. I seed them this morning. I seed them last night. You can come over and seed them anytime oh, you want. How can I seed them when you seeded them first? Look, Evan, what have I got in front of my house? Uh, trees. Did you seed them? No. Did I seed them? Yes. In other words, you looked at my trees, but you didn't seed them. Uh, that's right. Let me smell your breath. I don't know why I spent time with you. I was trying to tell you about the pine tree. Uh, we get tar from pine. We get what? A tar. Tar. Haven't you ever heard of pine tar? No, but I heard of a tree tar. Tree tar? Yeah. Clang, clang, clang went the tree tar. Ah. Clang, clang, clang went the tree tar. As a Christmas present to her camel fans, lovely Connie Haynes repeats the song she helped make so popular. With my high starch collar and my high top shoes and my hair far high up on my head, I went to lose a jolly hour upon the trolley and lost my heart instead. With his light brown dirty and his bright green tie, he was quite the handsomest of men. I can't think of anything quite as pleasant as your voice. Except perhaps the smoke of camels on my T-zone. The T-zone. T for taste, T for throat. The zone where smokers test the smoke of any cigarette. Right. It's with his own T-zone that each smoker must judge a cigarette. How the first cigarette of the morning tastes on your tongue. How even the last cigarette of the day feels to your throat. Only your T-zone can tell. That's how millions of smokers, forced to try many different brands when cigarettes were scarce, learned how good a camel is. And that's why more smokers prefer camels today than ever before. C-A-M-E-L-S For camels are the choice of experience.
Costello, what did we have to come downtown for? Oh, I got to get some more spaghetti, Abbott, so I can finish trimming my Christmas tree. I couldn't find any tinsel this year, so I'm trimming a tree with spaghetti. And boy, does it look beautiful. Oh, what's beautiful about trimming a tree with spaghetti? Every time I plug it in, the meatballs light up. <laughs> there, yes, you go. I there you go with that silliness again. Hey, Abbott, look who's in the car. It's that movie actress, Betsy May Mucho. Hello, Miss Mucho. Hello, boys. Gee, I'm glad I saw you. I want to invite you to my Christmas party tonight, Miss Mucho. Oh, I'm very sorry, but I have to go down to Los Angeles. I'm having a dinner party at the Ambassador Hotel. <laughs> the Ambassador Hotel. Oh, sure, Abbott. You know where the Ambassador is. That's the home of the Cuckoo Nut Groove. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be a thrilling dinner. Yeah. We're going to have crab louis and steamed clams. Clams? <laughs> yes. Don't you just adore clams? No, I'd rather have a plate of Freud oosters. <laughs> well, I must be ski-dawdling along. I beg your pardon? I must be ski-dawdling along. Well, oh, we the same. So sometimes. <laughs> I sure knock off those Spanish words, don't I? Well... That's one turn down for your party. I don't care, Rabbit. I don't care if she don't want to come. Well. Here comes my girlfriend, Lena Gensler. She'll come to my party tonight. She's madly in love with me. Ah, there you are, you sawed-off Boris Karloff. <laughs> Standing on street corners, flirting with girls. I wasn't flirting with any girls, Lena. I'm saving myself for you. Thanks, Faso, for saving so much. <laughs> to pick with you. I put some of that perfume you gave me on my hair. Wait a minute. I think it has a nice golden tint. Uh, what is it? Chanel number five? No. Kemptone number seven. <laughs> Roller and all. You little worm. Please, Lena, let's be friends. I'd never desert you. I'd stand by you. I'm as solid as the rock of Gibraltar. I can believe that. You're sticking out in the Mediterranean. <laughs> Look, Lena, don't talk like that. I was just going to ask you to come to my Christmas party tonight. Are you kidding? I'm going out with Van Johnson tonight. Oh, Van Johnson. You always talk about Van Johnson. Take away his blonde curly hair and what do you got left? I don't know, but you can deliver it to my house in the morning. Goodbye. Well, there's number two that ain't going to come to my party tonight. Hey, Costello. Look, isn't that Mrs. Niles getting off the streetcar? You always stand on street corners leaning on a trash can? Oh, that's Costello. I didn't recognize him. <laughs> he, he looks like the third day of the last weekend. You know, I wish you hadn't said that, Mrs. Niles. I was going to thank you for that beautiful Christmas card I got this morning. Oh, it really was nothing. It was merely a picture of me smiling. I know it, but how did you get your teeth to spell out Merry Christmas? <laughs> Stop that, or Mrs. Niles won't come to your party. I wouldn't come to his party anyway. I always run around with younger people. It helps me to keep young. Oh, in fact, I dread to think of life at 70. Why? What happened then? <laughs> I've had enough of you. Goodbye. Well, it looks like you're not going to have any party. That's the third turndown you've had. I don't care, Rabbit. Uh, Let's go home. I'm going to call up some of my other friends. I'll get somebody to come. Here, come on, let's grab this cab. Cabby, drive us to North Hollywood. North Hollywood? 
What's the matter with Glendale? There's nothing wrong with Glendale. I don't live there. Oh, Glendale ain't good enough for you, huh? <laughs> go on, go on, Costello. Say it. Glendale is a one-horse town. Glendale ain't a one-horse town. Oh, then why did I lose my job with the city street department? Go on. Go on, don't stand there. Say it. Say, tell people I'm not a citizen of Glendale. Go on, say I never even voted. You voted. You voted. You voted. Three times, huh? Go on, go on. Start a rumor. Tell everybody I got paid when I voted. Melonhead, you didn't get a cent for voting. Oh, the six dollars they gave me was for a dog license. Oh, now I'm a dog, huh? Tell everybody I'm a dog. Throw me a piece of liver. I wouldn't throw you my liver. What's the matter with your liver? All right, you tell me what's wrong with my liver. Get a load of this punk. Now, he wants me to go to school for four years, study day and night to be a doctor, just so I can tell him what's wrong with his liver. Melonhead, I don't want you to go to school. Oh, you want me to be a moron like you. Please, please, fellows, this is, this is the Christmas season. Remember, peace on earth. Yeah, Melonhead, why do you have to pick on me like this? Yes, Melonhead, haven't you ever heard of the expression... Turn the other cheek. Boys, you're right. I feel sorry for everything I said here tonight, and I, I'd like to turn the other cheek so I can feel the humility. Costello, will you please slap me? You mean that? Yes. You mean... Oh, I slapped you before I should, didn't I? I can't slap you. Okay. Now, now, slap the other cheek. Here. Are you kidding? No. Yeah. Thanks, Costello. You know, nobody would ever believe that Melonhead would turn the other cheek. Costello? Yeah. Will you please write down on this paper here that I did? Oh, Sure. Sure. I, Luke Costello, slapped Melon Head on both cheeks. There you are. I suppose you're going to show this to all your friends. No. I'm going to show it to my lawyer. I'll sue you for assault. I'll sue you for battery. Get me a lawyer. Get me a judge and a jury. Get me out of here. And now back 25 centuries for the wisdom of Ethan. Experience is the best teacher. Yes, experience is the best teacher. When cigarettes were scarce, most smokers took what they could get. One day one brand, another day some other brand. What did that experience teach? Well, Actions speak louder than words. Yes, actions speak louder than words. The actions of smokers today speak louder than any words about any cigarette. For after more experience with different brands than ever before, more smokers are asking for camels than ever before. Three, Camels are the choice, for experience is the best teacher. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Oh, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride Well, Costello, it's 12 midnight. Not a soul has shown up for your party. I can't understand it. I don't know. Nobody showed up for my party at all. I thought my girlfriend, Lena, would surely show up. Yes. It's a shame that you aren't going to, to get to kiss her under the mistletoe. The what? The mistletoe. Didn't you ever kiss a girl under the mistletoe? No, I always kiss them under the nose. <laughs> well, it looks like nobody's going to kiss you tonight. Yes, Abbott. All my friends have deserted me. I'm just a failure. Ah, no, you're not, Costello. You're a big success. No, Abbott, I'm just a complete flop. No, you're not, Costello. You're a great guy. Now, no, Co Abbott, I'm just a sort-off little ugly-looking dope. Well, don't stand there. Argue with me. <laughs> oh, stop this, Costello, please. I'm going to bed, Abbott. Good night. Wait a minute. Aren't you uh, going to hang up your stocking? No. Santa Claus won't even come here. Now, that's wrong, Costello. Santa Claus loves everybody. He doesn't love me, Abbott. He don't. 
Santa Claus has never come to my house on Christmas since I was seven years old. I was a smart-aleck little kid in those days, just like some boys and girls are today. I went around saying I didn't believe in Santa Claus. If a kid come up and said he believed in Santa Claus, I used to say, Ah, oh, you're nothing but a sissy. There ain't no Santa Claus. That's your father. But now I realize how wrong I was. I want to tell all the little boys and girls what happened to me. Let's all be children again. Let me take you back to Christmas Eve some 20 years ago. I'd been out all day playing with my friends Chowderhead Abbott and Skinny Niles. It was a beautiful Christmas Eve. Snow was falling. And you could see the lights on the Christmas trees in all the houses. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like the one we used to know. Yes, there is. Last night when Papa's man poked, I heard him say, everybody put money in a kitty. Oh, that's for your father now. No, that was kind of a sneaky knock. Probably the Iceman. Oh, never mind the door. I'll see who it is. You go wash your dirty face. Oh, Ma, why can't I just go up and, 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 and cover the dirt with powder like you do? Boy, the Niles boy. Uh, we came over to tell you what Louie did. He came over to my house and asked my mother to bend her head down so he could see her horns. You snitcher. Why? Why, Louie, I'll tell you, naughty boy. Whatever made you think that Mrs. Abbott had horns? I heard you say that when she got dressed up, she looked like the devil. <laughs> yeah, Nanny, don't. She did either, Miss Costello. Louie said my mother keeps a cat in the icebox. Why, Mrs. Niles does not keep a cat in her icebox. And why does everybody say she's got a frozen puss? <laughs> you children, stop this arguing. And, Louie, you get ready for bed right away. Santa Claus will be coming along any minute now. Good night. Gee, I can hardly wait until Santa Claus gets here. Gee, listen, Kenny. I, I hear sleigh bells. Yeah, and I can hear him walking around on the roof. He's getting ready to come down the chimney. <laughs> Sunday school teacher. 
He tells me you put flypaper in all the pews last Sunday. That you put a cat in the pipe organ. That you put Limburger cheese behind all the radiators. And then you put a cap from a Coca-Cola bottle in the collection box and took out 15 cents cake. <laughs> now, what do you say to that? I'm a busy little bee, ain't I? Oh, Silas, you haven't heard the worst. I see that a few years ago you flirted with a little girl in school. Is that true? I'm afraid it is. And is it true that you gave her your class pin? What class pin? I was only two years old. I gave it the only pin I had. <laughs> all right, all right. Let, let the whole thing drop. That's what happened. <laughs> and finally, Luke, the biggest black mark against you is that you've got a book under your mattress. Yes, Santa Claus, it's only a book about how to make tea the right color. How to make tea the right color? What's the name of it? Forever Amber. <laughs> Well, I guess that settles it, Louis. I'm afraid there's nothing I can leave you for Christmas. Nothing? You mean just plain zero? Yes, that's right, Louis. Maybe someday when you've learned to behave yourself, I may come back again. Well, good night. Gee, I guess I'm just the kind of a boy my mother don't want me to associate with. Nobody likes me. Even Santa Claus can't stand me. Buddy Abbott and Kenny Niles both got presents, but I didn't get nothing. I'm going to write a letter to my mom and my pop, and then I'm going to run away from here. Dear mom and pop, when you read this, I will be thousands of miles away. Don't ever look for me because you're not going to find me. I'm never coming back. Maybe someday when I'm old, about 11 or 12, after I make a million dollars, I'll come home and I'll buy a, a nice new dress, mom, and I'll give pop a new pair of overalls. That's what he calls his happy clothes. Please take the fleas out of my flea circus and put them back on the dog so they won't get homesick. And don't forget to feed my little pet skunk twice a day. There's a clothespin hanging by his cage. I love you, Mom and Pop. But this is the best way out. Your loving son, Louis Costello. Boys and girls, that happened over 20 years ago, and Santa Claus has never come back to see me to this day. Please, kiddies, take a lesson from me and be good boys and girls, so that next Monday night, Christmas Eve, you won't be waiting for Santa Claus that didn't come like I've been waiting for all these years. Oh, come, Lou, I guess we'd better go to bed. And I'm here too, Louis. Santa Claus, you finally came and you even brought your horse with you. What horse? It's me. <laughs> Pardon me, Mrs. Niles. Gee, I didn't dream that anything like this was going to happen. I thought that nobody cared about me anymore. I was dreaming of a slight Christmas. I thought my friends had passed me by. Why, you know, Costello, that you're one fellow that we all think <laughs> You are loved by both the kids and old folks, though you have whiskers on your jokes. <laughs> May your life be merry and bright. 
in just a moment. And now, this week's salute in the new series of salutes to the men who won the victory. Tonight, we salute the 66th, the Black Panther Division, heroes of L'Oreal Saint-Nazaire and the Army of Occupation. In your honor, men of the Black Panther Division, the makers of camels are sending to other servicemen still overseas 500,000 camel cigarettes. Camel Radio shows thus honors the different units of the Army, Navy, Marines, and Coast Guard. A total of a million camels sent free each week. Camel broadcasts go out to the United States twice a week, are rebroadcast to practically every area in the world where our men are stationed, and to our good neighbors in Central and South America. And now, here are Bud and Lou with the final word. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, wait a minute. I, uh, hey, Adam, wait a minute. I don't see that guy here that always yells, No, no, not that. You know, oh, what I'm hey, Costello, oh. I don't want to spoil oh. the Christmas spirit on your show tonight. Oh, that's awfully sweet of you. I also want to thank you for that lovely present you sent me. That's the best game I ever played. Game? I didn't send you any game. I sent you an autographed picture of myself. How do you like that? My wife and I sat up all night trying to pin a tail on it. Good night, folks. A Merry Christmas to everybody. Yes, Merry Christmas to everybody. And don't forget to buy another victory bond at your local theater. Merry Christmas to everybody in Patterson, New Jersey. for another great Abbott and Costello show brought to you by Camel Cigarettes. And remember, try camels in your tea zone. See if they don't suit your taste, your throat, to a tea. Just four more days till Christmas. Are there still any blanks on your gift list? If you know a pipe smoker, here's a grand answer. The colorful Christmas tin of Prince Albert tobacco. It holds a full pound, 400 pipefuls of the world's most popular pipe tobacco. The tobacco that's crimp cut for slow, cool burning. The tobacco that's processed to remove bite and sting before it's packed. And you won't have to shop around for that present. You'll find the Christmas tin of Prince Albert most everywhere tobacco is sold. And be sure on Saturday night to tune in the great Prince Albert radio show, Grand Ole Opry, Coast to Coast on NBC. Costello Show for Camel Cigarettes. We'll be back at the very same time next week. Don't miss it. This is Ken Niles in Hollywood wishing you all a pleasant. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Christmas the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Suddenly I heard a strange noise down below. So in my flannel pajamas, I went tippy-toe. I could see your sight Nick from the spot where I stood. So I slid down the banister just as fast as I could. Christmas is my two front tips, my two front tips, see my two front tips. Gee, if I could only have my two front tips, then I could wish you Merry Christmas. It seems so long since I could say, Sister Susie sitting on a thistle. Every time I try to 
somebody snitched on me. I hit a frog and said, "Stupid!" Somebody snitched on me. I spilled some ink on mommy's rug. I made Tommy eat a bug. Bought some gum with a penny slug. Somebody snitched on me. Oh, I'm getting rotten for Christmas. That does it for Lou and Abbott Costello Part 2 and our second part to Christmas Spectacular. Please join me tomorrow night as I bring to the show Miss Maureen O'Hara and the future film classic adapted for radio Miracle on 34th Street. If you guys like the show, please comment and subscribe. You can follow me now available on Spotify, Google, Apple, and wherever else you get your podcasts. I am also available on your Alexa and Google devices as well. And if you're new to my podcast, welcome. Please go back and listen to my first episode on Mr. Orson Welles. And to everyone who has stuck by me and listened to me since day one, I really do appreciate it. And if you're new to this podcast and this is your first time listening to it, I welcome you too. I want to thank everyone who has listened and subscribed. And have a great night, guys. Thanks. And also stay tuned for the upcoming weeks as we bring such stars as Bob Hope, Lucille Ball, Marie Wilson, and many others to the program. And also guys, bear with me as I do some more research for more 
Christmas season favorites. If you like the show, once again, guys, please comment and subscribe, guys. Thanks.